everybody. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, of course, welcome on in. Great to have you here. Uh, we're in John chapter 3, and obviously this is a chapter that most of you are going to recognize. Regardless of where you are in your journey with the Lord, you're going to recognize John chapter 3 just because you've seen it posted all over the place, right? <laughs> and, and specifically John 3.16, right? You've seen some guy at a ball game with a shirt off, with John 3.16 sort of, uh, you know, plastered to his shirt, and uh, he shouldn't have had a shirt off to begin with. <laughs> we can all agree with that, but you've seen it. And so John 3.16 is so important because Jesus sets it up in verses 1 through 15. So we'll get to John 3.16 next episode, but we're going to set it up today. So let's get into it. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. All right, it's important to note that Nicodemus was part of one of the two leading religious groups of the day. You had the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were similar in some respects. They were legal people. They understood Jewish law. But the Pharisees were sort of more out and around and sort of looking at what was being taught and said in the communities and, and bouncing that against their tradition and against their understanding of what the Bible said. And the Sadducees stayed really sort of more in the temple area and they managed that. And the Sadducees typically were wealthy. Pharisees, sometimes they were, but they didn't have to be. And so this is who this guy was. He was a leader, probably wealthy, incredibly smart, knew the law inside out, upside down. And he believed because of the group he was a part of that there was going to be something after life, that after you lived and died, there was going to be something else. They believed in a resurrection and an afterlife and the Sadducees didn't. So this is the guy who came to Jesus. The Bible goes on and says this. Now, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, that means teacher. That's a statement of respect. That's a title of respect. A rabbi was a formal title. It wasn't a colloquial phrase. It wasn't a byword. It was something given to someone. And it was said of someone who had demonstrated the ability to teach with authority and to have a following. So he recognized Jesus as a rabbi. So he says, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher and you've come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God be with him. Jesus had done a few miracles. He had made himself known, right? He had clearly demonstrated who he is and what he's about. And so, you know, Nicodemus is just recognizing that. Now, Jesus answered him and said, Now, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you be born again, no one can see the kingdom of God. So Jesus just responds to a statement and re responds to that statement in a way that, that maybe Nicodemus wasn't expecting. Um, Nicodemus said, hey, look, we know you're good and we know you're a teacher. Jesus just cut right to the chase. He said, all right, here's the deal. No one can enter the kingdom unless he's born again. I mean, Jesus answered the longing of his heart, not the words that was coming out of his mouth. Aren't you glad that Jesus does that with us even today? How many times have you prayed for something? And you've prayed fervently for it. But really beneath that prayer, there was something else resting. There was a feeling. There was an emotion. There was some shame or regret. There was a longing. There was something there for whatever reason, you didn't feel as though you could take it before your heavenly father. Now I got to tell you, God already knows it. So just be honest. <laughs> God sees your inmost thoughts before you even think them. So just be honest with the Lord. But have you ever been there? And God answered the prayer that you're not praying. God does a work in your life that you weren't necessarily asking for. I am so thankful for his grace and for his power because he's done that in my life many times. And this is what Jesus is doing. 
Jesus just cuts right to it and says, okay, Nicodemus, let me tell you about the kingdom of God. You cannot see the kingdom of God unless you be born again. Now, Nicodemus then asked the most significant question he will ever ask in his life. I mean, he was a wealthy, smart guy, had a lot of travels, did a lot of things. But what he says next is the most significant thing he'll ever say. And here's what he says. How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? So he said, look, Jesus, you're saying I got to be born again to enter the kingdom. So how does it happen? And so then Jesus said, true, it's your life saying to you, unless one is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, that verse right there has been taken out of context and used to promote what's called baptismal regeneration. There are people who will pull, they'll forget what comes next and they'll just pull that out and say, see, you've got to be baptized to enter into the kingdom. Well, the Bible often, always, really almost always interprets itself if you just keep reading. If you keep reading and keep looking, the Bible will bring clarity where there might be confusion. So I understand how if some person just reads verse 5, they can be a little confused. But you got to go on to verse 6. And verse 6 absolutely explains what Jesus is talking about. It says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So what does that mean? When Jesus is saying you have to be born of the water, well, that's how babies come into the world. The water breaks, Right? The woman's water breaks, and then the baby is born. It's exactly what Jesus is talking about. And verse 6 correlates right with it. It says you've got to be born of the flesh. And then back in verse 5, it says not only do you have to be born of the water, but you've got to be born of the Spirit. The water is the flesh in verse 6. And then the Spirit correlates with the Spirit in verse 6, from verse 5 to verse 6. So Jesus is saying you got to be born. you got to be here first. We get that. Jesus is being simple. Jesus always dealt with people at their level uh, to grasp and understand a profound truths that he was going to be teaching. And so he starts simply. He says, you got to be born of the flesh. You get that. you got to come out of your mother and be here. Well, just like you did that, your spirit has to be reborn as well. Your spirit has to be resurrected. Your spirit has to come to life, just like you had to come to life. Then he goes on and says, I do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind now blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but you do not where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Jesus finishes this part by saying, I'm telling you a mystery, but there's mysteries all around you. So don't be so confused. Just as the wind blows, as natural as that is, as mysterious as that is, as unseen as that is, you have to have a spiritual rebirth in your life. Now, I want to ask you, have you done that? Have you gone to Christ and said, Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. I declare you Lord of my life. I believe God resurrected you from the grave and I place my faith and trust in you alone for salvation. Have you done it? If not, why not? And if you have, then here's what you've understood. You have unbelievable grace <laughs> for your journey and you get it because you're born again. Let me pray for you. But Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. Father, thank you for giving us John chapter 3. That points out the most important issue of all of our lives. And that is, we must know you. We must be born again. Father, I pray everyone who listens to this little podcast, Spirit of God, that you will speak to them, awaken them, and draw them from darkness to light, from death to life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Well, God's blessings on you. We'll talk again next time. 
Thank you so much for being with us for this episode of Grace for a Journey. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Connect with us at our website, www.graceforajourney.org, or you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. We hope to connect with you there.